Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Unpack your knives and stay. Yes, stay. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Top Shop for Hub Up. I'm Haley Strong. I am here today with Kurt Clark. Hello, Kurt. Hi. Now that I know that I get called on because I am the person on the screen next to you, I was prepared. Uh, Have you always wondered about that? And you're always like, why do you, why does she always call me first? I don't think I ever realized she always called me first. I thought you, like, rotated. Like, every... <laughs> you're like, I get picked last every week. Um, no, I think every week I'm like, oh, she must have picked me last last time. But no, no, no. Uh, doing well. Uh, finally got back to uh, the Eastern time zone today after 12 days in Central and Pacific time. It's just going to be nice to sleep in my own bed. I'm I was going to say, it's almost like comforting for me to see your usual wall. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the wall of an Anaheim hotel room. Uh-huh. Or, yeah, or... Uh, maybe we didn't podcast when you're in Austin, but let's just say an Austin um, gym slash guest room, you know? <laughs> yeah. Latanya? Uh, actually, no. This is the life model decoy of Latanya. I'm a <laughs> Trump loy of Latanya. <laughs> just like every part of me tastes differently uh, than what it's supposed to these days. I've heard. I- I remember the part of high school French class where we studied Trump Loy uh, uh, as just part of French culture because, like, that's where it originated, or at least that's the, that's the French term. Mm-hmm. So I actually knew what that was, and I was very proud of Madame McNabney's uh, <laughs> of me. You know, it's funny. I studied French for, I'd say, at least 12 years throughout elementary school. High school, really? some years in university. Did my professor suggest that maybe I wasn't good enough to take that advanced French class in uh, my third year of university? Maybe. But am I on a 480 day streak of Duolingo French lessons? Yes, yes, mm. I am. Never heard of this before. And I really? do not feel confident saying Trump Loy. Trump Loy. So you've never watched Westworld? Because that's why, would, why Latanya, my darling, my sweet angel, <laughs> whom I love so dearly. I do you think that Westworld is something I would want to watch? Maybe the first season. No, it's not. I can promise you that. Even even when like Drag Race did like a, a, a skit about it, I found that too scary. That's really funny. Breastworld, I believe it was called. <laughs> Okay. So this episode, it this happened, episode. and that is how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, Kurt, do you want to set up the welcome back of our last chance kitchen? Uh, sure. Sarah's back. Yeah, Sarah's back. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, what was... I do? So the, uh, <laughs> we, we talked last time, well, last uh, last episode of the podcast. Um, I think we knew from the previews that she just they. 
she just kind of comes back in the kitchen and I, I was very happy to see that it was her. I thought it would be based on the results. It seemed that if uh, the, of the three dishes developed in the LCK, that she was receiving much more positive feedback on two of them. So to me, that gave her the edge. Um, but, but yeah, no, was very excited to see her back. Although I kept having to not, I wasn't able to watch uh, Top Chef until uh, yesterday morning. And I kept having to avoid, like I'd go on Instagram and I'd see the Freight House Foods uh, feed, like something, something pop up from Sarah. And I didn't know, I said, can't look because I didn't want to know, I didn't want her to boomerang. And I thought just based on like a third of a second clip that I saw, I thought that she was the one that went home. And so I was very pleased that it was not her, although I was not pleased that it was our boy Tom. But. Mm. I thought it was about time for a Tom's it, um, if you were. And I well. also would have been a little raging mad if there was no women in the finale. And call right. me call me man sexist. Um, that's fine. I'll take that on, on I, semi broad that shoulders. Sounds, that sounds like a hill I want to die on. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> um, I I just I I just feel like. It's not 2006. Like, let's have at least one it's woman not? in the final. <laughs> you know, I've been wearing a lot of cargo pants <laughs> for it to not be 2006. I, you know, like I always hear people say, like, oh, I, I would love to like be younger, like go back to the days when I wasn't an adult. And like, I genuinely have nightmares about being a teen still. Like, I love being an adult. I get it. It's annoying to pay bills. But I love eating whatever I want for dinner. I love painting every room in my house a different color. I love not being a child. <laughs> there needs to be, like, you know, there's tweens. There needs there's to be something similar. Like a twaddled? Yeah, twaddled. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yeah. twaddled. <laughs> that was university. Like, that, you know, being a twaddled in I university. I enjoyed that part of my life. Like, that yeah. was the part where I was most encouraged to think and speak freely. I that had was, like hope for my future. I, I, I did. I had a lot of hope for my future. It was misplaced. Uh, my, but I had it. My thighs and calves were absolutely jacked. I, because I lived on the top of a hill like this. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. I look back at like how I like what my body looked like then. And I was just like, you dumb bitch. Yeah. You spent your entire life telling yourself that wasn't hot. Yeah. I feel the same way. Anyway, back to the episode. Um, Is this not part of the episode? Instead of our depressing self-esteem spirals, why don't we create a dessert that incorporates a jelly in a mold? Which I'd is rather what they have a self-esteem spiral. <laughs> a jelly in a mold is what they called me in university. <laughs> I wasn't. Funny. I wasn't sure if that was maybe jam. But it must be jelly. Because <laughs> jam don't shake like that. Thank you. No. You're welcome. No. You're welcome. Um, Banned. Latanya's going to leave the podcast. She. I'm barely here. Yeah. You, you yeah. decided last minute to grace us with your presence. And now you're like, I don't think this was a good idea. This is a terrible idea. I could be watching Hustlers right we now. We didn't we didn't check her the the rider for her appearance today to see like what I was and wasn't allowed to say. I think it's like across the board, Latanya doesn't want us to make bad jokes like that. <laughs> it is. It's just it's, we're never going to stop. No. And I have to appreciate bad jokes in some people. Like Tom loves a dad joke, Tom Colicchio. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he makes a joke and I'm like, oh come on, Tom. No, you're so cute. Don't do that. But you have to love it anyway, you know. So yeah. I'm I'm growing here on the Top Chef podcast. How well, did you How did you feel about a dessert challenge in a quick? I don't fire? think I was ready for this jelly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. you know what? Maybe I'm gonna head out too. <laughs> I think Kurt, if you could just man this ship, Beyonce, Michelle, and Kelly. Um. Yeah. No, I definitely was not ready for this to be a thing. Um. And then it was, and I was like, wow. Okay. Because there's, there's, you're telling me there's a quick fire emphasis on the words "quick" and "fire." <laughs> that you have to wait. That you have to hour. wait an hour before you can figure out the outcome of what it's going to be. What that, kind of challenge is this? What are you doing? It was, 
it, okay, here's the thing. It was a fun, I thought it was a fun challenge and an interesting challenge. I agree. It does. It was weird. It was like the, it was like a quick emanation. We talked about twaddles. Like it was somewhere, but like it wouldn't have been really an elimination challenge, but it wasn't really a quick fire challenge. But I like that it was a challenge. It just wasn't in, it just didn't fit into a nice like category that we have. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Like, I'm thrilled that this did not end up being the elimination. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also feel like maybe we didn't have to do it at all. I no. like that they did it. I like that they really? did I mean, as a final challenge in London, we're doing oh, jellies. That's well, that's an issue with the timing of the challenge. Like, I almost said, I was actually going to say, I feel like it should have maybe been a little bit early, a fair bit earlier in the season. Um, I agree that it feels weird to have this be like the final five a final five challenge. But I, I was, I wasn't mad. I thought it was like, I thought it was fun and playful and all the, all the wiggling that everybody was doing like Padma, they were all doing the, and, and I don't know. It was just, it was just kind of fun and playful. I liked it. Padma looked great. This was an all time Padma look in my opinion. Can we but, talk about Ali? Yeah. Oh, the gym Ali. Ali. The gym Ali. Oh, Are you kidding boy. me? Wow, that was a thirst trap, and I almost feel like (laughs) slighted that they would give me such beautiful content. Really, (laughs) like it was almost if it it felt like like run that back immediately. (laughs) It felt rude to me that they they aired that in time. (laughs) I why wasn't the whole instead of a quick fire, just have Ali work out some more? You know. Instead oh, of this yeah. quick fire, anyway. Oh. Yeah. So, um, Sam Bompas, which obvious when they said that the name was like Bompas and Par, like this was the business. I was like, this guy is the Bompas of the Bompas yes, and Par, exactly. and I was proved right. <laughs> he was the Bompas um, and the Bompas and Bumpus. Yeah, and <laughs> Kurt. I'm sorry. That is the third one and it's been 10 minutes. This is what happens when we podcast after 8 p.m. It is. It's true. I meant to check out the, I'm I'm checking out uh, Bompas and Par on the background on the website. Um, I meant to do this before just to see like what kind of stuff they have. But um, yeah, let's, let's continue. Cause this, it's a, it seems like a sort of fun thing that's like, yeah. It seems like a fun thing for a rich person's party is what it seems like. I mean, let's be honest. Okay. Fun thing for a rich person's party. But why is it a quick fire challenge? Um, I think they just had like an extra hour on the schedule (laughs) because they gave them 30 minutes to prepare their stuff and they had to make one jolly and one mold. Um, And Buddha was like, I just one. <laughs> He's like, I brought my own molds. Like, he can was I use so those? excited. Um, and then they were getting an hour to let everything set, and then they were having 15 minutes to put everything together. Um, Gabri made a dolce de leche panna cotta with strawberry, raspberry, coolie, and mint, and he was in the bottom because his little his little uh thing didn't set. It didn't set, it was a little gooey at the bottom. He like hit it basically. And they were like, what is happening? Where, where, where's the mold? And he's like, the mold is broken. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. But I'm here. So there's something. Ali made a dark chocolate cremo with a black currant sauce and pistachio crumble. And he was in the top with this. Emily, yeah. uh, Emily Fox, uh, lover to death, uh, had recommended uh, back around the whole uh, uh, the extent to which I like blackberries has been underreported. That mm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. She had questioned whether or not I've tried black currants, and I hadn't. And uh, my trip to trip to London last year and this year, I've had it several times, and it is amazing. And I want to thank her for pointing me in that direction. So I would have been all about trying this, like the 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 chocolate, the black currant sauce, even like combined with the pistachio, just sounds wonderful. It, yeah, all the flavors sound really, really good. I believe, and this is hard because I feel like sometimes I make facts up because I fall asleep to a certain certain show that gives a lot of facts. And then so I think like in my <laughs> dreams. Wait, wait, wait. What? 
let's let's back up a moment. Okay, let's interrogate sure. this. You fall asleep to a certain show that contains a lot of. Is it the news? No, it's okay. called QI. It's a British panel show. It's very funny. It's full they give of a lot. Kurt, you would love this show. So search it out. I, it's on YouTube. I trust you. You you turned me on to Taskmaster, and I oh, yeah. forever trust your judgment on what I like. It's hosted by Sandy, who hosted a few seasons of Bake Off. I don't know if you ever watched those particular seasons of Bake Off, but she Sandy, hosted. You said? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, there was a um, there's a podcast I listened to, to called Comedy of the Week from BBC, mm-hmm. where it's a different comedy show every week, and I believe there was one. I was like, that sounds like Sandy from. So I think I think I've listened to one QI podcast. Um, there's another one I liked that I'll tell you about after the show. Can't wait. Um, anyway, so they do a lot of facts and stuff on the show and like kind of twists on like things you think, you know, mm. and because I fall asleep to the show, like sometimes I don't know if I'm getting the real fact or if it's like a dream state fact. Anyway, I believe there was some agricultural law in the United States against black currants and that's why they're not as readily available like Kurt that's probably why you're like I don't really find black currants kicking around here very much is because like there is there's an agricultural status about it that they're not allowed to be readily grown I I vaguely remember that being being a thing yeah okay great so I'm not just completely making that up good for me I'm very proud of myself Uh, Tom made a goat cheese panna cotta with cherry jelly beetroot discs curry popcorn and cider gel and honestly like besides Buddha's obviously I thought this one looked the best and was going to be the best I love the idea of a goat cheese panna cotta one time I had a blue cheese cheesecake and I Mm. really love that like deeply savoriness with the sweetness so I thought I was going to very much enjoy this they hated it though. They basically yeah. told Tom to go f himself. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, the I thought the popcorn was an interesting app. I thought so um, too. I loved it. I thought that yeah. was great. I love eating yeah. popcorn. There's there's nothing in this that I wouldn't have eaten in a salad, and so like yeah. let me try it as a panna cotta and make my stomach happy. Yeah, I just there were so many panna cottas. And remember, I used to call the pandemic the panna cotta. So I was just getting <laughs> so confused by all of these different panna cottas. Uh, Buddha made probably one of his most beautiful dishes. I'm, I'm willing it's, to put that right there. I want it on my wedding menu. I've uh, said it. I love that for you. Um, he made an orange blossom a saffron ice cream with orange blossom jelly and panna cotta. It was these beautiful layers. The blossom looked like a flower. I don't I I'm not willing to think about the science that it took to like make the f- ice cream into a flower and get it to hold. Like I don't understand. I don't oh. need anyone to tell oh. me. I refuse to like take that in. <laughs> the the moment I saw that, I'm like, you want. Yeah. 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 Like, Doesn't matter if it tastes like, like, shit, like the you it gets unveiled. So, yeah, it's a winner. Uh, and then Sarah was also in the top with her layered buttermilk and strawberry jelly with fresh berries, ginger, and pecans. And I feel like at one point she was like, yeah, and there's pepper in there. And it's like, girl, what? <laughs> yeah. And like fennel something. Yeah. Pollen or something. Yeah, I tried to ignore that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this also sounded good, but I do think Buddha was the um, the rightful winner here. Yeah. Oh, show. And then let's just get right into the elimination challenge because why not? That's what we're here for. That's literally what we plan to do tonight. Um, create a Trump Loy. Sorry, how is it again? Loy? Lel. Loy. Loy. Okay, great. Oh my God. Trump Loy. Um, so what they had to do was basically create a dish that wasn't quite what it appeared to be. Um, it felt like maybe that was a little too vague for what was happening because it everyone seemed to be a little lost or like not really get what the judges wanted from them. Yeah. Uh, I think the judges were really hard on them too. It was weird because the the way that the challenge was described, and this is yet another conversation we're having about how they're describing challenges this season but the way that it was described was here's the definition of a trump loy uh you can do whatever you want with this challenge make it your your own and then that just means that you haven't come up with any directions for us yeah um 
You know what's I, funny is that, Leah, we keep having this conversation and we are all native English speakers. There are a lot of people on this season who are not native English speakers. Yeah. And I am like, do they understand what is happening? Because I do not. Yeah. How, do, how are they doing it? I don't get it. Kurt, I cut you off. What were you going to say? No, I was, I was going to say it's, yeah, it, I, like, I don't know if there's like I, I'm going back to like how Survivor is run where like, you know, they show Jeff Probst introducing the challenge, but there's a whole off camera thing where they can ask questions. I can't remember if they do that here. If we just get the quick. I assume. I, assume I would so. But the but no, you're right. It's like Buddha, like looking at what everybody did, Buddha's attempt came the closest to me. And then I guess Gabri. Um, but uh, I mean, I guess I see the. Well, we can we'll go through each one one by one. But I was kind of looking at this as a like, is it cake challenge? <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> make some. I mean, those are Trump yeah, boys. That makes those more are sense. Trump boys. Yeah, I mean that. that yeah, yes, I was driving that way to me or any of these chef testants, and I think you really get a different outcome. I was I was hoping that they'd come out when there's like five like you know you know Nike shoes or you know other brands available on plates like. Okay, you just put a shoe on a plate, uh, but it's actually a Wellington. Oh, Wellington boot, but that's actually a beef Wellington. How clever would that have been? Uh, but but yeah, the it, I, I was like I was thinking like they come out with just like a plate, but the plate's actually food. Like what what could right. that be? Exactly you know, like, but, because the even the examples that they show us, all two of them, um, <laughs> one of them is just like. A thing that you put on your table that looks like peas, but it's not peas. And the other is just like a bouquet of flowers that isn't really a bouquet of flowers. There, there was like we they, that one episode where they went to Fortman Mason to get those luxury um, mm-hmm. kind of high end ingredients. Like there's a whole section on their ground floor of marzipan that has been crafted to look like fruit. So you've got like cherries and lime. Well, you guys know what fruit is, so I don't need to explain. I've that. heard of it. Yeah, you've heard of it. Yeah, <clears throat> I actually uh, had never heard of fruit before this moment. So, well, uh, well, allow me to explain. Uh, so, but yeah, so like that was like, and then so that I think they showed like a pea pod or something, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Like that would have been like sculpted out of marzipan. Um, but again, that's not a meal. That's just like that's almost like fondant. You know, it's not. Yeah. But so, but. That's the direction you want to go. Make make it make me a bowling ball kick, um, or something. But that that's that's what I was hoping to see more of. Yeah. Um, I actually liked Gabri. Well, we'll we'll go through. We'll okay. Go through. Yeah. Okay. So Sarah, Sarah's we started with a duck fat matzo ball soup with poached chicken, apple, and bone marrow salsa with herbs. Um, she also included some like little gelés of like a mirepoix, so like a celery gelé, a carrot gelé, you know. <laughs> and she was like, "The judges are gonna fucking hate this," and then they did, and I didn't understand because I thought it was so beautiful, and I thought it made sense. And then they were such little bitches about it, and they're like, "This soup is delicious," and I'm so angry about what she did. And I was like, "I know you liked it. It's you like, know what happens when you when you give them airs and you put them in a castle? They're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no." I am having oh, none yeah. of these. I know. I was just like, big, honestly, I was like big mad. I feel like for and how they described this challenge, I thought Sarah did a good job and it made sense to me why they, she did what she did. To be to be fair. I'm not being sure. fair. I refuse. <laughs> I spent so much of my life trying to be fair. And in this moment, I will not. Uh, uh, I this, will isn't, like. this isn't a counterpoint. I just want to also but add and remind that they weren't sure is that it's supposed to be a sushi roll? Is it supposed to be a tamale? And she did have like, there okay, were, yeah, that's fair. Sure. But well, also, you could tell that Tom hated every moment of this. Yeah, he did not. He was just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, just put some food on a plate and make it edible. Like, what is going on? It was really hilarious to see all the facial expressions that he made. And those were only interrupted oh. by looking at art on the ceiling. Yeah, and and I, I like the call out that Gail could read every single one of them. Yeah, they're like, oh. they're like an like old married couple, basically at this point. Like they yeah. don't even have to speak; they just know. Um, and, and at this point, I was convinced again that Sarah was going home based on point three seconds of a yeah. Instagram reel. <laughs> yeah, and I will give you that. Um, I 
Wish they were nicer to Sarah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Gabri, he made a lemon brioche with lamb tartare, macadamia, and Parmesan foam. And his inspiration was because he started in the culinary industry as a dishwasher. His inspiration was the sponge you get at the dollar store with the little yeah. green bits on top, the little yellow bit underneath. So I am going to go on record and say I love Gabri. But I thought this was effing ugly. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? It, if it had, had the precision that they actually did speak about, then it would have been cool looking because it would have actually looked a lot more like. I mean, it resembled it enough, but it wasn't like spot on. Like, is it cake? Like, I don't know if I would have accuracy. been like, that's the sponge, mainly because I use a scrub daddy now. So like that sponge isn't a part of my daily life. Um, mm. I like to call my scrub daddy Kurt. <laughs> oh boy um so i use a dishwasher so i ain't got no scrub <laughs> but no it, you know i feel like you're chasing the high of oh wait of latanya's the boy is mine wait joke yeah yeah the monica one yeah um, uh, <laughs> thank you for acknowledging that as a high <laughs> i can't even chase it man so don't try to get on my level. See, I I I think the reason I liked to Gabriel and I agree it it wasn't uh uh wasn't it, pretty. Like I love looked, I love aesthetics and like having yes. that color green on like food when yeah. it's not like an herb. I'm just like having the, I, having the judge immediately be like this looks like a dirty plate. Well, I, 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 thought it was, I thought it was funny how he like tried using that foam thing, uh, you know, the, mm -hmm. and it's went, and he's and, like, actually, actually better. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and all the plates. Yeah. You're like, okay. um, I was like, okay, good, good for you, bubs. Um, they loved it. And also like, I don't think I want to be signed up for lamb tartare. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. Didn't someone just go home for serving raw lamb? I'm just like not a tartar <laughs> tartar girly, you know. I just it's the not tartar chop. <laughs> oh boy. Oh um, but he was in the top, so who are we to say? Um Ali. And I like again, I feel like based on what I was hearing, like this made sense and he wanted to make like a garden and yeah, um so he made dry. like it, it did look dry. Like little <laughs> falafel turtles, which were so cute. Sumac mousse, chickpeas, quinoa mousse, herbs, and a breadcrumb soil right at the bottom with no other like um, sauce there. No. Um, they didn't get it. The judges didn't get it. They're like, this isn't what we wanted. And also it's dry AF. And Ali was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, what is happening here? Tom never was like, I have turtles in my yard, but I don't have a full like cut radish. <laughs> <laughs> Ali was like, we didn't do a challenge like this on our top chef. So mm. yeah, nor should we be required to do one now on this top chef. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I made a sandwich and it is shaped like a sandwich. So enjoy. I um, love the backstory we get about him and his sandwiches. How did all of these people start cooking at the age of four? Like, what was going on? Like, it makes me feel like I never had a hope, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do know what you mean. Like, I, what was I doing at 12? Like, just dancing around a studio? I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't making sandwiches for my entire class. I think I just cried a lot. Like, I don't think I did anything. When I was in uh, first grade, when it was your birthday, you were allowed to, I think you've heard this story before, Haley. I was allowed to bring a snack in for the class. Uh, and I had a summer birthday, so you got reassigned to a different day of the year. And uh, I, and that's the, so that's the day that oh, everybody's excited that, oh, you know, it's so-and-so's birthday. So you're going to get like cookies or brownies. I really liked my dad's tuna sandwiches. <laughs> oh my God, you are the worst. Uh, so first grade Kurt did not make any friends that day because everyone's like, oh, you know, what what do we have? Like, you know, it's gonna be like popcorn or is it gonna be cooked with no uh little mini tuna sandwiches. 
That's the worst so thing I've ever heard. That's the I, funniest thing in the world. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love that for you. The story absolutely checks out. Yes. I <laughs> would be miserable if a tuna sandwich entered. I, I like tuna. If it's a good tuna sandwich, then give me a mini tuna sandwich. I'll take it. But my, my grandmother made fried chicken for my class once. Oh my and god. And I was like the most beloved individual that like anyone had ever yeah, met sure. at that school for days. It was great. My mother was one of those like Martha Stewart moms where she'd like make adorable cutout like ham and cheese sandwiches for everyone. And like she was the head of the PTA, that kind of shit, you know? Uh no tuna because um as an adult and as a child, the idea of a tuna sandwich freaks me out. See, I, I just love tuna. I do. I, it's bad. I know that I'm not supposed to eat it anymore. So I'm saying goodbye to tuna, I guess. Oh, I'm not. I'm eating all the tuna. <laughs> I'm going on a tour saying goodbye to tuna. Goodbye, my tuna. <laughs> um, Tom made seaweed and fish stock caviar, almond cream, and seaweed salad. I thought this was so freaking cool. That yeah, I and I thought they were real. I was very surprised, like the amount that they praised Sarah in comparison to how much they at the judges' table. I I thought for sure Tom was safe. Um, and the you fact did? that I did, I, <laughs> I given how much they were talking about, like just the some of the inconsistencies in a Lee's dish. Um, and like there was really no, it didn't, it what didn't achieve that visual effect. And it seemed like, but the fact that it was like Tom made caviar that wasn't caviar, but got dinged because it tasted like caviar, even though it wasn't, <laughs> kind of drove like, me. I, like, it made me mad. You're like, well, it tastes like too it much like caviar. I'm like, that's the point. That is literally the point that he was doing. It was the point. Yeah, because wasn't I, I, his whole thing that like you can make seaweed into like convincing caviar? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. supposed to taste that way. I, I like, I fully thought uh, that he like when when they announced he was in the bottom three, I was like, okay, I think he's going to be the one to go home. I thought just so because too. of the the gummy kind of. Oh, that's true. Uh, there was a gummy consistency. Consistency of like, I like the idea. I think it's cool. And please come and serve me some actual. Um, whatever that is on the beach um, while I'm on a cruise. That sounds fantastic. Um, but it it did look like if it ate gummy, then that was just going to not be great. That's, yeah. a, that's a good point. The um, I don't know if that'd be a Trump la bouche, the trick of the mouth. <laughs> the Trump so like You think you're eating caviar, but you're not. Um, I don't, so I don't know if like it was just the wrong, fooling the wrong sense or, or what, but I, like maybe if it was, if you had like like the I've seen like small like uh, 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 like teas with fruit jellies in it that have like that are hot, that have like liquid inside that almost look like caviar um, mm. like having that so it's instead instead of uh, salty roe it was actually like a passion fruit boba sort of thing oh and, I can, and maybe and maybe then the whatever it's on is actually a dessert like maybe that would have done it but I I thought for sure what he was doing was great. Yeah, like I thought if like I obviously just like did not get what the challenge was because I nobody did. I felt like except except for Buddha, except Buddha, Buddha, of course. But like they they didn't explain what the challenge was. They didn't. They were just like you know you do it. Um, Buddha, he made what's for dinner. Um, Obviously, this was great. It was cool. He got it. It wasn't until this came out that I understood what the point was. Yeah. Um, So his his looked like a charcuterie board. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Kind of thing. Yes. So he made a beef and onion red wine, a bread porcini, um, pulpette cherries, and a potato croquette black truffle. I... I thought it was cool. Don't get me wrong. If I thought I was getting red wine and it was like steaming, I'd be very concerned unless it was like mulled wine. Um, It wasn't wine at all, though. No, it was just beef stock. I do have a funny story to tell you from The Bachelor, which I don't think either of you watch. And in the um, 
in the blooper reel that they showed during the women tell all Zach, mm-hmm. our bachelor was like talking to one of the women. They both had a thing of mold wine and he was like, this is mold wine. Like, have you ever heard of it? Like, it's so crazy. Don't worry. It's really good. And then they get to the confessional and they're like, what do you think mold wine is? And he's like, well, it's mold wine. Like there's mold in it. It's like molded. They're like, no, 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 hon. Mold. M-U-L-L-E-D. And he was like, mold. And they're like, no. <laughs> Different word. <laughs> it was genuinely the funniest thing I saw that season. I wish I was pretty so I could be <laughs> stupid. No. Uh, yeah, I would say if, if you care about intelligence, don't play high school or college football. Yeah, or any football. Or any football at all. Because you can get tackled in peewee football still. You know, just don't play football because you're just playing a game of inches with your brain. You know what you (laughs) should play is baseball because you get to snack during baseball. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you enjoy snacks. Um, (laughs) And that's why baseball is my favorite sport is because it doesn't lie to you about how long it's supposed to take. True. And you can it's like genuinely encouraged to eat snacks while playing baseball take me out to the ball game (laughs) also short pants um (laughs) buddha's was obviously gorgeous it was what they were looking for he was obviously gonna win there was no suspense i was just like very met on this episode and these challenges probably it was all trying too hard like i get it it's world all-stars but also like why don't we just eat some food yeah, like, I would have much prefer. I don't know if they felt like they worked them too hard during the last challenge, uh, elimination challenge with the wellies. But like, I would have much prefer that you just like get to pick a theme or something that's reminiscent. Like, cook your favorite thing that you've eaten. I know they did that with Last Chance Kitchen, but it would have been a cool like leaving London and this part of the competition um, thing to do. Like, cook your favorite thing you've had here. Or just explain the challenge better. Make sure everybody's approaching it the same way. Just brief better. Because there was the challenge last season where it was like you were in pairs and you had to make two things that looked exactly the same but tasted different. That was a Trump little challenge. And that was a great challenge. Um, I mean, you you weren't making it think that it looked like something it wasn't, but you're making two things that looked identical but with drastically different flavors. So it was kind of a spin on this. And that was really fun. Um, so I, I, it just, it's, I feel like the chance, and this isn't again, a knock on the contestants on the chef testants. No, they're um, fantastic. And I love all of yeah, them. They're great. It's, it's, it's it, it was frustrating as a viewer to see like three to four things that didn't deliver on the brief. And that's the reason they were on the bottom and you don't, and like, you've like strongly feel that it was potentially just due to the interpretation and understanding of the challenge. If, 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 if everybody had understood the assignment and it had been explained potentially better then I think this, I, I, I liked the concept of the challenge. It could have been great. It could have been, but like, this is one of those challenges that it felt like they couldn't even come up with instructions for, mm-hmm. which is why they didn't come up with any instructions for it. It was it like, and then, so how can you, take people who are going to use their subjective knowledge of what these words mean in that order. Not a a lot of them like not having English as their first language or even their second. And then you tell them that they missed the mark on the challenge when there were no criteria set forth for the challenge. Again, we don't know what was told to them off camera. But it's a TV product. Yes, yes, they they, they need us to know that everything was like we're left wondering, and that that's the bad part. Yeah, and like this is a show I have watched critically for many years at this point, and I'm not that dumb. So like I feel like I I feel like I should have like a basic grasp on what is happening, and I felt like multiple challenges this season I've had no idea, and like it's a problem. Yeah, and like I have seen literally every single episode of the show multiple times, and like it should not be happening that like super fans, and maybe this isn't like a problem of like other normies are having that like not understanding what's happening, but I feel like. So many times this season, I've been like, 
what are they supposed to do here? Please it, write it into us feel... if you like what you feel about this, because I think the three of us are pretty on board with there have been a lot of challenges that have not been explained properly. But whenever we come up with a way that that challenge can be done, at least one chef testant also thought that was the way it was supposed to be done. And that's not the way it was supposed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. This was for me, this, this does feel like the biggest gap between what the judges were expecting and what was delivered to them by a number of contestants. Yeah. And that gap points to something not being explained well enough. Right. Um, so yeah, Buddha wins this challenge and we say goodbye to our good buddy, Tom, and we are heading to Paris next week and I am very excited and I cannot wait. I just, one more thing on Buddha's, I think I would have preferred almost all around the board. Like I, I can't remember. I have to look quickly, look up what a pole pet is. Um, a pole pet I believe it is this kind of pasta. Oh, meatball. meatball? I mean, this meatballs in Italian, yeah. I would have almost rather had like uh, a, you know, bread, bread, something that looked like bread that was actually mushroom, something that looked like a potato croquette, but that was actually black truffle. Um, mm. You know, something that was actually <clears throat> like it all like, like was like cyc- c- cyclical, circular. What they just swapped like what looked like what? I don't yeah. know. Because basically, they were given. They were given bread, potato, meatballs, and beef and onion. And I was like, the other, I would have like give, I don't know. Sign me up for a veg, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but Buddha is on a roll. Do we have any any predictions for the next episode? Slash, do we want to revisit our drafts? I genuinely don't have any predictions. I'm feeling like it's a two-horse race between Ali and Buddha. Fantastic. Uh, I'm not counting. I, yeah, unfortunately, Haley's out of the draft. Oh, no. Uh, Rip and peace, Haley. <laughs> oh, Haley. Uh, with, with, with Charbel not making it back from LCK. Um, I'm not counting Sarah out. Um, she's been a little bit more inconsistent than Ali. Um, but part of it's just like the extent to which like she's like, all over social media, like she's she's acting like a winner. Um, she's always mm. acting. Like a winner. So I, I love That's I true. love Sarah, uh, and maybe it's, it's maybe how much I don't know how much of it is the fact that she's on my uh, draft team. It's, I guess it's more that's more of a heart pick. I would mm. love for Sarah to win. It'd be great I if a think, woman won this. I think Buddha's going. I think Buddha. It's his to lose. He's in his stride. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. I'm just I'm just happy that I still got some some dogs in the fight. Not that you should ever make dogs fight. Just that goes without saying, Latanya. Don't say it. <laughs> what did you eat this week, Latanya? Uh food. What did I eat this week? Somehow this question always catches me off guard. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I had um some pork belly and polenta um because I was in the mood for uh Granny's greens and so I got some pork belly and polenta with um Brussels sprouts and that uh helped that craving a little bit. Um I got myself a pot of mussels this uh like over the weekend uh which was fantastic and the broth is so good. Like all of the, they've got all like the little spices and the garlic just kind of like hanging out in the broth. And it's so delicious. I just really wish that mussels were larger slash that you got more of them. I feel like you can't get full on mussels. No, you can't. You That's exactly my problem. But, but they're so expensive that mm-hmm. you have to convince yourself that you have gotten full. And then yeah, you like just regret it, your choices. It has to be served with like a ton of bread. Yes, that is very true. Um, let's see. Not that I can eat mussels any longer. Your girl has developed an allergy to them. Oh, no. We don't want to hear that. No, um, sorry. I'll keep my allergies to myself. I had some pretty good calamari as well. Ooh. I've been on like a seafood kick. 
Um, so I got this thing for lunch today, which is uh, at a restaurant that's like 20 minutes away from here. It's not that it's not 20 minutes it takes 20 minutes to get food to here from there. Um, so it's like real quick. They uh, this place uh, does just like a whole um, white fish, um, but it's like pan seared. And then they uh, they put some tomatoes like big slices of like beefsteak tomatoes and like half onions on the broiler to get some color on them and a little char and then they just like put it all together in a little thing and then you've got your fish and you've got your veggies and it is so freaking good and it's good for me as well so I don't feel guilty about um, having like other stuff later if I've had fish that day um what else? I had some um, pretty, pretty good uh, pistachio gelato this week oh, as well. The best. So freaking good. Um, and then I had some good stuffed mushrooms. Just kind of been treating myself. And then tonight I'm getting some oxtails for dinner. So I'm excited about that. I'm very supportive. What were the mushrooms stuffed with this week? I I don't remember. <laughs> um, cheese, uh, traditional stuffings. What were the mushrooms okay. stuffed with? Like, were they a seafood stuffed mush or no? They weren't seafood. Okay. No. Okay, so there's one place near me that does like crab and cheese. Oh no! I, so they there was the option of getting those, but they were twenty dollars more. Than the twenty dollars more. Yeah. Uh, Uh, (laughs) So there's a place by me that does really good seafood stuffed mushrooms. Um, I think it's called uh, Red Lobster. (laughs) Yep. You love their bread. Red Lobster. Red Lobster. They are great seafood stuffed mushrooms. Would recommend so. They do have really good seafood stuffed mushrooms. I I can't lie, I love Red Lobster. I love a chain restaurant. Yeah. Like you <laughs> know, too. I can go anywhere, and it's just the same. And I love supporting local, but also sometimes I just want a spicy pierogi pizza from Boston Pizza that always tastes mm-hmm. the same. I love supporting local chains. Well, yeah, I local. <laughs> I love supporting the local people who work at chains. And the chains, yeah. yeah, they're gonna get a good tip because they also know how to pour a drink really well at a red lobster. Yep. Kurt, what did you eat this week? Uh, after we signed off last week, I forgot to mention, I, I, I think I talked a little bit about, I, I went to, so we recorded the last podcast. I was in Anaheim for work and I went to downtown Disney uh, on the day of my arrival for lunch. I forgot to mention that I was, went to the ice cream shop there and I got a pear and blue cheese ice cream. It was damn good. I didn't want to wait in the line, so I got a pint to go. Love Not realizing <laughs> I don't have a freezer. In, mm. No, sorry. Fully freeze, fully realizing and not caring that I don't have a freezer in Who my hotel. Room. Freezer? I, what was that? Who needs a freezer when you've got belly? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I had internal storage. I, I put it a couple, <laughs> I, I did it like in three rapid fire shifts. So I think it, it sat, I put it in the fridge for a little bit and it just got a little bit soupy, but it was still cold. I was still fine with that. It was pretty good. I liked the pear and blue cheese ice cream. That does sound um, delicious. Sounds great. Later, um, uh, you know, I was you know, working in that area and I was talking to you know, one of my team members that works out there. We were going to go out to dinner and I, I was, I'd been telling somebody that like one of my, she told me, that she had gone to Korean barbecue up and she gave me the name of the place. And I was like, Oh, there's this great place in K town that has this good called, you know, eight Korean barbecue, the number eight. Um, and, and then I was driving somewhere uh, and uh, like uh, a half mile, if that from our office, and I passed something that looks like a Korean barbecue and I look it up online and sure enough, it has locations in K town in Buena park where I was working and mm-hmm. Singapore. And like those are the oh, other places. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So I was so excited that we got to go there. Their uh their thing number the eight Korean barbecue, they have eight different kinds of marinated pork belly. And like there's miso, there's red wine, 
there's black sesame, there's garlic. I mean, it's oh, amazing. And it's the only Korean barbecue place I've gone to where they do the cooking for you. It's like you still get that little grill in the middle of your table. Yeah. And they got all the utensils there. And I think they'll let you do it if you want to. But we sat there and they did it all. And that was lovely. Um, uh, I also had, um, but then I flew from there to visit a buddy in Minneapolis where I hung out for the weekend. And I made the, uh, the Clark family uh, party turnovers, which the basic recipe, if for those who recall, is like ground beef, onion soup mix, cheese, stuffed in a crescent roll, boom, done, tasty. But I had a variation where you, I did ground pork. I did uh, kind of a Korean barbecue kalbi sauce, uh, gochujang. Uh, but then I also combined it, kind of made it into a Korean corn cheese as well. So I put some corn in there, some mozzarella cheese, a little bit of uh, of uh, mayo, like it turns into a yum yum sauce. And that's all in there. And so it was like a Korean <laughs> spicy pork barbecue stuffed croissant, which was so good. I almost when I, I just landed uh, back in West Michigan today, and I almost stopped at the airport. On the, or stopped at the uh, definitely had to stop at the airport. That's where the plane goes. Um, but I almost had to. Uh, I almost stopped at the grocery store to pick up the stuff to make that for dinner tonight. Um, and then lastly, at the Minneapolis airport, I had a pretty amazing lobster roll Ooh. and some clam chowder, oh. some chilled lobster roll and some clam chowder. It was tasty. Anytime so, you get a lobster roll, you got to lead with the lobster roll. I guess oh, you finished I, I thought that would be the lead or finish. Yeah, I fi- oh, I finished. You finished. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a, a smack shack. <laughs> <laughs> I finished on the lobster roll. Uh, the uh, smack, mm-hmm. it was called, the place was, it looked like it was a chain, smack shack lobster. Uh, but yeah. Very smack tasty. shack? Smack shack. Okay. That's we call that something else here in Chicago. <laughs> More known by its colloquial name of a shack full of smack. Um, but that's not quite where you ate, I hope. No, it looks like it is a Minneapolis, maybe a Minneapolis machine. But anyway. How was hey. it? How about you? Um, I didn't have that crazy of a food week. Um Ethan did make some Nashville fried chicken sandwiches yesterday uh, in the air fryer. Mm. Um, the first attempt, it was uh, dicey, but we got there in the end and they were pretty delicious. Um, and then a friend of mine, um, my one group of friends, we try and do like a monthly like fun activity. So one of my friends hosted a tea party um, and she made like the most delicious cranberry and orange scones. I believe it's an in a garden recipe. But I do want to try and make those, but it was delicious. So I would say those were the highlights of my food week. Nothing, nothing too crazy on my end. Um just before we wrap everything up, I do have to um say two things. The first is um thank you to Top Chef for introducing me to Jeremy Chan um, <laughs> as a human person. Um, as a chef and as a judge, um, Jeremy Chan can feel free to judge me whenever he wants. Um, I would love to meet him to talk about all things edible. Um, <laughs> he's got a Michelin star restaurant. Y'all are so weird. What? Oh yeah, like I'm the I'm the problem. Yeah, I know. Thank you for admitting it finally. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of people don't watch the previews, but the only reason I'm bringing up the preview is because my girl. And everyone else who cares about gymnastics is girl. Suni Lee, the current reigning Olympic all-around champion, is going to be, I believe, on the next episode of Top Chef where they travel to Paris. So I also I'm noticed that. I was excited too. You weren't the only one. Um, my friend Emily texted me being like, Suni Lee! <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> made me so happy. I did scream. Um, because we're combining my two favorite things, like my love of food and my love of gymnastics. Come on. Ugh, yeah, wait. it is. That's debating with each other through get through the competition, right? Kurt, you wow. crackled. <laughs> I have no idea what you I'm said. Not gonna lie to you, you were crackly. <laughs> oh, I mentioned something about debating and trying to pull that into the whole make it a mm. perfect storm of your yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I said things I love. <laughs> Kurt, where can people find you on the internet if you want them to find you on the internet? 
Uh, you can find me at Kurt Clark with two C's. Uh, I didn't. Po- I took a picture of the lobster roll. I didn't post it. Uh, maybe I'll do that okay. after this podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. so what check are you doing? Do it. Now. I was eating it. I was eating. <laughs> oh, no, fine. You know what? Time. Here, I am going to go in and Don't do it right now. Don't spite voice no, I'm not me. Posting that I was spite. I'm posting it so that you guys can see what I had, and boom, it has been posted. Okay, I can uh, refresh well, my Instagram. Well, I'm, getting the, I'm getting the posting dot dot dot. They're done. Oh, okay. Posted. All right. Okay. Um, and um, then. Oh, I uh, see it. It looks great. Waffle fries. The chowder looks great too. That is a full lobster roll. Chowder. Say that it is right. Not, that is not what I would expect from an airport lobster roll. It was good. It was expensive, but it was good. Um, yeah, you can find pictures of some food on there. Uh, some recent escape rooms. I'm finally like I've been posting one a day, and it's been keeping me busy for weeks. Uh, I think I should be wrapping up sometime at the end of this week. And um, but yeah, uh, food, good stuff. Food, good Antonio, stuff. Where can people find you on the internet? I'm just in a bunch of stuff that's ending, frankly. Um, so uh, we recorded our final ever episode of Barry this morning. Mike Bloom and I said goodbye to that wild and ridiculous show, which came to a wild and ridiculous conclusion um, that only Barry could. Um, I am also uh, saying goodbye and good riddance, quite frankly, to the show Love and Death, which uh, I loved podcasting about with the wonderful Sarah Carradine. But she and I both agree that that show had no reason to exist at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it just didn't need to be made. Um, and then uh, finally, Josh Wiggler and I are getting together for our final ever succession versus yellow jackets podcast because while yellow jackets will continue sometime in the distant future because of the wga strike just pay people a fraction of the money that you get from streaming and then we won't have to deal with this any decision makers who are listening um so yeah uh i don't know when yellow jackets is coming back probably i'll be dead um (laughs) so we'll see um, but Succession is like over, over, and there's a lot to talk about with both shows. And so Josh are, and I are going to be doing a versus all about that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter where I'm talking about all that stuff and teasing potential new stuff um, because the bear is coming back, everybody. So just get excited for the bear um, and think about what crossover may or may not happen uh, with people who are on this podcast um and do we, have a, do we have a date on that the the bear return uh it's in june i'm not sure the actual date but we're getting screeners so i'm excited well, that's awesome yeah june 22nd it looks like yeah that's too far i need screener now um and so you can follow me talking about all that stuff at uh lk starks on twitter and i'm just about to post some memorial day weekend nom noms um, on my Instagram, which you can find at Stormborn1222. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can re-listen to this season of the Top Shot for Hapa. Or check out the Vanderpump Rules end of season coverage that I am doing in this same feed. Um, you know what? I have a question. I wonder if this Top Chef podcast is in the newly minted Bravo feed. If not, I'm going to ask that it's there. Mm. Um what else was I going to say? Um, last night, I guested on the Hallmarkies podcast again. I don't think that episode comes out for a few weeks. We talked about a movie. Called, what a great question. I don't remember what the movie's called, but it's a re- it's based on a reality show with like a farmer as the lead. Um, and there's like a show out right now called like Farmer Seeking Love or something like that. And it's like that basic. Farmer Needs a Wife. Yeah, it's like that, except, you know, a a movie. Get that farmer Um, or wife. And then Grace Leader and I are getting together with Miles Knight at the end of this week to talk about episode 10 of season 15 of Taskmaster. And uh, we're going to talk about the whole season. Um, Yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at strong underscore and check out everything I am reading over at the Strong Library on Instagram. And I think that's it. So until next time, pack your knives and head on out. Bye.
Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.